Hey guys, welcome to the show. We have so much to talk about this week. Uh, for those of you who may not know, mm -hmm. I'm Lauren. This is my producer, Liam. Hello. And uh, so I guess you can probably tell from the title of this episode, but we're going to be starting off with a little bit of a conversation about the recent altercation, conflict. Yes. With, I don't know. Uh, overall crappiness uh, between Carlos Massa, Matza, and our very own Steven Crowder here at Blaze TV. And uh, then we're going to be moving on to the topic of YouTube's soft censorship, a little bit related, equally maddening for us. Then we're going to get into uh, the topic of friend zoning and finally closing off with a little bit of a discussion about HBO, HBO's Chernobyl. And uh, if you guys are watching this and you want to support the show and Crowder show, yes. by the way, yeah. um, please consider subscribing to Blaze TV. Not only do you get shows like ours, uh, Ladder with Crowder, you know, Mug Club and all that, but you also get Ali Stuckey, Chad Prather, uh, John Miller, who's Blaze TV's own sassy black man. <laughs> He's, he really is great. I love John. Um, yeah, and actually we have a promotion going on that I know if you've watched Crowder's live stream today, you'll you'll be familiar with. If you use the code free speech at blazetv.com forward slash Ladder with Crowder or Lauren, uh, you actually get the the subscription to Blaze TV for the year for just $69, which is an, an interesting number. I know how the internet works, but it, it equals out to like $5.75 a month, which is just... Very affordable. Very affordable. It goes a long way to helping us. Yeah, I think it's the best way, honestly, if you yeah. want to help us, it, it, is to go and subscribe. We would really appreciate it. Aside from that, of course, like, share, comment... All of that jazz. Uh, and actually, if you want to share this on other platforms outside of YouTube, that would help a lot. We'll get into that more. And uh, if you're watching this live, also Super Chats. We're not going to be stopping the show, but uh, in, in around an hour, we're going to just, you know, take some time, set aside and go through all of them. So we really appreciate that. Uh, I think that's everything. I think so. Maybe just a quick shout out to Lauren Southern before oh, the show starts. Yeah, good idea. Um, So I think recently... As a lot of you have probably heard, Lauren Southern announced that she will kind of be stepping back from public life, uh, which, you know, I think a lot of us found pretty shocking. She just released Borderless, which we did an episode. Uh, I, we had her on talking about it, and then we also kind of promote it when it was released. It's a great documentary available on YouTube for free if anyone hasn't seen it yet. But, you know, best of luck to her. I think anyone who's been in the public eye as much as she has definitely deserves a break. And I'm yeah. sure no matter what you know, what capacity she's acting and she's going to continue to do a lot of really good things. So just, you know, shout out to her now. So this is like a, a really long story to unpack. We have like a lot of graphics that are going to be coming in here. We're going to try to explain it the best we can for anyone who maybe hasn't been keeping up on social right, media. Yeah. Um, so Carlos Massa is an overwhelmingly progressive Vox commentator uh, who has been the frequent topic of some of Steven Crowder's rebuttals. I mean, I don't want to say frequent. It's not like he does one every week, but Crowder's done a few videos kind of like unpacking what he says. And of course, uh, you know, adding a little bit of humor and a little bit of Crowder flair to, to it as he always does. Right. Because um, it's a comedy show that he runs. Yeah. Right? I so. mean, it, it's, it's pretty much like the conservative version of a late night show that's kind of like more yep. political. Like they yeah. do skits. It's, it's totally comedic in nature lighthearted. i love that show i mean if you guys haven't checked it out you're really missing something but for the past week this guy carlos massa he's been throwing a bit of a hissy fit on social media he's been on a crusade to deplatform crowder like he's openly asking for his content to be taken down from youtube and you know what sometimes these authoritarian leftist types they'll try to sneakily deplatform someone like They'll say things like, I mean, for example, uh, you know, Gavin McInnes, this super awful person who, by the way, still has an account on Facebook, you know, and they'll kind of leave it like that. And you can tell what they're trying to do. Of course. But yeah. they won't it's be. Not, it's not as subtle as they think it is. Yeah, perhaps, not, but... absolutely not. Um, it, It's kind of similar to what they do with, uh, what is it, Tommy Robinson, you know, Tommy Robinson, legal name, Stephen Yaxley Lennon. Like, they're just, <laughs> they know what they're doing. And this is his address. Yeah. exactly mm -hmm. but no with with carlos massa there's absolutely no pretense like here's this uh, i think the tweet which really started it all since i started working at vox steven crowder has been making video after video debunking strike through strike through by the way is, is his program that he hosts every single video has included repeated overt attacks on my sexual orientation and ethnicity here's an example and then he cut together this piece from crowder's Wait, show the video 
uh, with our favorite favorite lispy sprite <laughs> from Vox. It's ridiculous. It's bonkers. You're being given a free pass as a crappy writer because you're gay. That setter line on his little queer graph there. <laughs> what is, what is well, that now line? the graph is queer? It's violence, filth. Okay, so the little queer could eat his chips all nonchalantly. It's code for rape, Mr. Queer Eating Chips on the Vox channel. <laughs> chip, 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 but you can eat just one, like dicks. This is what Mr. Gay Vox wants to do. Mr. Lispy Queer from Vox. What, what were you holding, Gay Latino from Vox? <laughs> Even his hand movement and fast motion is gay. Now we're here with the short-haired angry lesbian on Skype. And cable news, cable news bitching. Two gay guys sitting there eating a banana. We get the symbolism there. <laughs> the truth is hiding in a closet two weeks later probably along to his next Pride Parade outfit. This guy on the gay semi-Latino Vox. <laughs> oh, okay, so you really are just an angry little queer. All right, I can't deal with this Sprite anymore. Okay, he just sashays across without a, like just, oh. The gay Vox Sprite is wrong. <laughs> now he could be a tranny, your honor. But how many lispy, angry Sprites of Vox sashay across your screen and try and tell you otherwise? Or you, by the way, the gay Mexican guy. The gay Latino V-neck. And then in that Twitter thread, Carlos continued, that being said, I'm not mad at Crowder. There will always be monsters in the world. I'm effing pissed at YouTube, which claims to support its LGBT creators and has explicit policies against harassment and bullying. Which is all to say, I work my ass off to create smart, thorough, engaging content for YouTube, a company that claims to give a crap about LGBT creators. And it's miserable to have that same company helping facilitate a truly mind-melting amount of direct harassment. Now, here's the thing. When I see someone trying to take down another creator to censor someone, it makes me angry. I'm not going to pretend to be unbiased. This makes me right. extra angry because he's on our network. Of course. Yeah, yeah Blaze yeah. TV. I mean, we got Mug Club here. You got the little... Yeah, yeah, there we go. There, um, yeah. Good stuff. <laughs> Subscribe if you haven't already. Remember, code free speech. Save on your subscription. Um, so it's it's a crappy thing to do to a creator to get to try and silence them. Right. It's an especially horrible thing to do if you yourself claim to be a journalist. Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, there's there's no guise of protecting free speech on his part, for no, sure. No, no, you know? of course not. And I, I usually don't come out this strongly with my condemnations of people specifically i try to stay away from personal stuff i don't like this guy no i think he's lacking morally like this is a crappy thing to do and you can you can tell what he's doing he's not just complaining about crowder but he goes straight to youtube to say right. why them. are you letting this happen yeah and paint them as a company that's supporting some kind of bigotry homophobia yeah supporting oppression of lgbt he's trying to and he successfully did conjure up or rally up this like social justice outrage mob it's like the yep. equivalent the social media censorship equivalent of saying can i speak to the manager like you're not even going to try to address what prouder is saying you're just going to go straight to he shouldn't be allowed to say this on your platform at all you know with that being said um apparently he was doxxed earlier right not by yeah. crowder but by no. someone else and of course that's awful and a lot of people i think he showed text messages with a lot of people saying debate crowder debate crowder and you know i want to say that if you are someone that engaged in the doxing or or you participated too. in it you're an idiot yeah. like i'm sorry you're an idiot that's not how you should behave and and it and it's hurting everybody in this situation Absolutely. you know so i do understand mr mazza's problems with you know being doxxed and being harassed online that sucks for everybody mm -hmm. right and we ne we of course don't support that and i'm Crowder sure doesn't support exactly that. and you're not responsible for what your followers do particularly if you're actively advocating that they don't do that kind of thing mm -hmm. right so yeah but but still none of that excuses the fact that yeah. he's trying to silence another creator who has okay here's the thing people are saying oh no he's not trying to silence everyone uh, but he's just standing up to harassment Free speech doesn't include hate speech. First of all, yes, it does. Otherwise, like yeah. there's no free speech if it doesn't. Like that's the whole point. Like free speech isn't just nice speech. Otherwise, there would be no reason to say free speech. It's only offensive speech that needs to be protected. And look, Crowder obviously said some not very nice things about masses, things I wouldn't have said myself. And we we like right. we don't yeah. make those kinds of jokes on this show. Then again, yeah. we're not a comedian. I mean, like I'm not a comedian. That's so. where I sympathize with him, where he's trying to be funny, and there might be things that I would say in private or something like yeah. that. But you have to kind of juggle this. It's the reality is is that for us in particular, and and for Crowder, there's a business decision that you have to make ultimately, which is like, do you like toe the line, kind of keep it a little bit more PC and try not to get YouTube angry? Mm -hmm. Or do you try to lower the filter, be as honest and genuine as possible, but 
risk the business model falling apart. And then not only that, it's not just the business model from a financial perspective, but it's the business model of like your entire political view, not reaching everybody that it, that yeah. it, it should. And I mean, on this show for a while, we've taken a pretty safe approach, I think, yeah. to our topics, which hasn't even protected us, frankly, no, anyway, no, which we'll get to true. in just, just a minute. But yep. what I'm saying is I understand why Carlos himself wouldn't like Crowder. Obviously, yes. this guy has said, like, obviously, you're not going to like him. But at the same time, um, calling someone, quote, a lispy queer is not harassment, right? No. It's being a jerk to someone. Absolutely. Don't blame you for not liking him. But it's not harassment. Like, the amount of stuff I get called on a daily basis on YouTube, on Twitter, on Facebook, wherever, is way worse, okay? Mm. There's actually a legal definition of harassment, um, which, of course, like, YouTube is a lot stricter, which, I mean okay you can be stricter but it's still like you don't want to have a platform where you can't even say something that's not flattering towards someone right. without being kicked off that's a really bad bad <clears throat> model to, to have and the thing is massa himself um on his twitter bio if you can access it he's been a blocking oh, spree yeah. i actually have been blocked um he refers to tucker carlson as a white supremacist in his bio right i would so much rather be called a lispy queer than a white supremacist. And keep in mind, Tucker Carlson is not a white supremacist. So, like, don't... It's not like this guy can claim that he's trying to, like... Crowder's language is so bad because it's divisive and it's incendiary. And, you know, we, we should all be trying to be more civil toward each other. Right. That's not what not this guy that, thinks at, at all. What about the milkshaking thing? That yeah, is? we have a, a, a insert for that in a bit. Mm -hmm. But, so, yeah, this goes on. He's making a huge fuss on social media saying, like, oh... YouTube is hosting this bigoted guy. I thought it cared about LGBT creators. Then why does this guy have a platform? We see what you're doing. Eventually, Team YouTube responded. Uh, we have a... There we go. Um, they, they said, thanks again for taking the time to share all of this information with us. We take allegations of harassment very seriously. We know this is important and impacts a lot of people. Our team spent the last few days conducting an in-depth review of the videos flagged to us, and while we found language that was clearly hurtful, the videos as posted don't violate our policies. We've included more info below to explain the decision. Then they continued, as an open platform, it's crucial for us to allow everyone, from creators to journalists to late-night TV hosts, to express their opinions within the scope of our policies. Opinions can be deeply offensive, but if they don't violate our policies, they'll remain on our site. Even if a video remains on our site, it doesn't mean we endorse or support the viewpoint. There are other aspects of the channel that we're still evaluating. We'll be in touch with any further updates. So for for like a, a hot minute, literally about a minute, a lot of people were like, oh, good job, YouTube. Yes, yeah. Surprisingly refreshing. Um, the thing though, was that the, the little outrage mob that Massa had managed to kind of conjure up among his followers. And he's not stopping. And yeah, he's not, he's not stopping. He's still going. Um, they were not satisfied. And Correct. they immediately um, started gaslighting YouTube saying, oh, so you don't care about LGBT people then? Oh, so you support homophobia then? Oh, so you're just protecting conservatives then? And by the way, if you in any way, shape, or form believe that conservatives or the right or just like anyone who's not a progressive is being shielded, protected, or given biased favor from YouTube, you're not paying attention. You are so not paying attention. Mm -hmm. Anyway, uh, this is what a bad person does, right? Even after YouTube says, oh, by the way, he didn't break TOS just so you know. He didn't, he didn't back off. He kept complaining. Well, I think it's all politically motivated. I don't think he's actually feels that offended by Crowder, right? I think mm -hmm. it's very clear at this point that it's actually about ideas. He wants to shut Crowder down just because he disagrees with him, not because he feels actually offended. Well, and that, attacked, that's, that's right? what's interesting because he keeps saying that, you know, he's being targeted for his race and sexuality. T Crowder has made jokes, right? But he is not choosing to respond to Mass's video because he is gay or Hispanic, like at all. He's responding to his videos because he's a crazy progressive. That's a very, very different thing. And again, this is these are the actions of a vindictive person. Like, because, and people like Keemstar, who's like this YouTuber who has a show called Drama Alert. Yeah. He is not political anyway. He kind of does like YouTube political, YouTube or, sorry, drama. YouTube like culture commentary videos, yeah. right? He even had to weigh in on things saying like, dude, you're gonna be the video, or sorry, you're gonna be the enemy of every single YouTuber now. Because you're upsetting the very, very delicate balance we have with YouTube right now. Um, 
this like someone who would kind of attempt to destroy an entire community and these like people's lives livelihoods either because he's personally offended or because he hates his ideology both unacceptable reasons in my offense like that's mm, not a good yes. person and like you mentioned we have a a graphic here um yeah this is also someone who by the way supports milkshaking people which which is assault uh, you know he said uh I'm not sure what this is exactly in regard to, but milkshake them all, humiliate them at every turn, make them dread public organizing. Is that not harassment? Right. and then it, That's it, literal it, harassment. It has to do with, for those of you that don't know, there was a thing going on, particularly in the UK, where they would throw milkshakes at people that are politicians of UKIP and things like that. Yeah, like so, right-wing political figures yeah. would have milkshakes thrown Yeah, at them, and, and which, there were some arrests involved in that too, because it, it is assault, yeah. right? It, 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 is, it is assault and battery in most places, mm -hmm. as it should be. That's, uh, that's Yeah, I'm fine with that. You can't just yeah. throw throw stuff at people, any, anything. Right, yeah, like, we discussed that doing? last week, but yeah, it's definitely yeah. something that's happening. And he was, he was in favor of that for political ideas to assault these people, essentially. Yeah, so like the idea that this guy is now trying to play the moral high ground because Crowder used like ca called him some names yeah it's it's just ridiculous and I, like i said i am upset about this um so yeah for, for a hot minute everyone was like oh maybe youtube is has seen the light right. has seen that you shouldn't bow to these you know sjw outrage moms maybe you think we can turn over a new leaf just kidding and this actually happened earlier on today um they put out a tweet Oh, actually saying, uh, update on our continued review. We have suspended this channel's monetization. We came to this decision because a pattern of egregious actions has harmed the broader community and is against our YouTube partner program policies. More here. And actually earlier, um, Masa trying to kind of continue the outrage against Crowder. He, he put out, YouTube pretends to care about queer and marginalized creators while refusing to protect us from abuse and harassment. YouTube arms our abusers with the platforms they need to target us when we speak up. YouTube rewards our abusers with views and money when they do it well. So again, like he's very clearly saying like, look, look at YouTube and he's targeting their uh, like people at Crowder's finances directly. Yep. This is awful. Like this is what a an authoritarian does. And it's funny because like I said, I get mean videos, comments, whatever made about me all the time. And I think like if something is like physically threatening or doxing, then, you know, feel free to report away. But like, I never, when I see just a mean video about me, have my first instinct to say, man, I need to report this channel, shut them down, shut them down, get them demonetized their whole community. Anyone who makes similar videos, I, I would never ever think to do that. Um, and actually, even after announcing that, like, his ch entire channel was being demonetized, we don't have a, a graphic for this because we're, like, literally kind of keeping up with the story as it on unfolds. Uh, Mazza tweeted out, demonetizing doesn't work. Abusers use it as proof they're being discriminated against. Then they make millions off of selling merch, doing speaking gigs, and getting their followers to support them on Patreon. The ad revenue isn't the problem, it's the platform. He's like, he's literally saying, no, ban them. You have to ban them. It's I yeah. like, how is this journalism? And honestly, I think that this is going to unfold in the following way. I think that YouTube wants to have their cake and eat it too. Yeah. You know, right now, what they did initially is say, okay, we're not going to ban him because he's a right winger. And a lot of, we have a lot of right wingers on YouTube, right? We don't yeah. want to get them all angry. And so they're already pretty angry. They're like, already yeah. pretty angry. If we just ban this guy, it could be very bad for our branding. Especially since he is one of the biggest. Yeah. He's big. He's, 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 huge. he's over, a big name. Like over a million subscribers. Yeah. So I think right now that's what they did. And, and they're going to leave it for a little bit as they continue this investigation. They already demonetized him as, as I point, as Lauren pointed out. Now, I suspect that they'll continue with this though. Like this is what Twitter did to Alex Jones, where initially Twitter didn't ban Alex Jones. They're trying to banned. like move incrementally to see how far they need to go for people to stop complaining. And, and then a certain sector of people. Right. So they'll they'll wait for a little while and say, okay, I, I didn't ban him right away. I didn't bandwagon with these other companies. But at the me in the meantime, what Twitter did in that case is they went through Alex's history and left no stone unturned to find some way that he violated the rules in order to ban him. Yeah. And I think that with Crowder, YouTube right now, I mean, they went through his other stuff to demonetize him. I suspect, I believe he's already got two copyright strikes. Yeah, and maybe they're going to press a problem that with a third one. They probably have someone looking over to see if they could find a third one. So that maybe in a week or something like that, they'll ban him off for a different reason, of course. Not related to this guy at all. Yeah. But 
But that way, that appeases their left wing and hopefully mitigates the damage from the right wing in their Which mind. Which, of course, it's you know? not because we're not stupid. Like, you would yes. have to have the IQ of an avocado to believe that this is random. Um, and actually, Crowder earlier today, just a few hours before this is starting, did a live stream on his channel to kind of update his audience because obviously this is a huge deal. And so first off, YouTube was saying that the pro like the reason why he was demonetized, they sent out a tweet, was saying that the problem was the link to the socialism is for figs shirt. Oh, so people yeah. who have seen Crowder's show before know that they have a shirt that they sell. It has a picture of Che Guevara and it says socialism is for figs. And it has, instead of the A, it has a, a, a fig. A fig. A like fig a fig. So it's so. like a joke, a joke about yeah. socialism and it's like, you know, cheeky. It, yeah, it, right on the comedian, edge, like right, right on the edge, edge of, yeah. you know, obviously it's um, alluding to something. Yeah. So, and that was also... Uh, the shirt in particular was something that like masses followers were saying like, oh, look, YouTube is supporting this kind of language, blah, blah, blah. So they put out a tweet saying like, no, it's just it's just because of this. In his live stream, at least, uh, Crowder and his half Asian lawyer, Bill, uh, said that the, the socialism, is, socialism is for fig shirt has been taken down. But the monetization was not yet restored. And uh, his lawyer, Bill, was also saying that YouTube, when they spoke to them, mentioned problems with specific videos. So it's like, it's not clear even to Crowder's people why they were demonetized. I think there's a good possibility that YouTube doesn't really even know what the line is that they're they're giving because they right. don't want to make Crowder too mad because they understand he has a big audience and he, you know, has some power within the political community. But they want to appease like the the witch hunt mob that Maza has kind of riled up. So it's like, I don't think they know what to do. No. Um, and frankly, YouTube is among all the tech corporations, one of the ones that, that has defended the free speech stuff more yeah. than others historically. Yeah. If, historically, if we could but, say that any platform were less biased, it would be YouTube. Not that it's not. Yeah, totally is. But definitely, but less so. Right. I mean, cause like, mm -hmm. I'm not even going to, I don't even want to mention their names because I don't want to draw more attention to them in case they do be banned, but they do get banned. But there are people who have been banned from Twitter and Facebook and Instagram who are still on YouTube for now. So it's like they, yeah, yeah. they seem to have shown a little bit more concern for the idea of free exp expression. Now, uh, the issue with demonetization, because I've, I've seen people when this was announced who are like, yeah, but he doesn't really make most of his money anyway. And it's like, it's right. Because of things like Mug Club, remember code-free speech, you can save on your annual subscription. Yeah, you can hold up the mug. We're, we're plugging the crap out of this because yeah, it's important. Let's support him. Um, you know, blazetv.com forward slash louder with Crowder. Um, yeah, because he has this whole network of supporters who are willing to give money straight to him to subscribe to him, he thankfully will not be ruined by this decision. Um, mm -hmm. He was already like us being demonetized most regularly. of the time yep. regularly um but there was still occasions where he wouldn't be and then he could earn revenue from that mm. i think personally and, and demonetization is hand in hand with how shareable the video is right exactly the yeah. as much as youtube will deny that it's true if you're demonetized you're going to get less views uh, without yeah. variation you, youtube is not going to recommend a video that it doesn't make money off of correct yeah and also if it's been demonetized they assume it's because it's like sensitive content mm -hmm. they're not going to want to share that either so it's like demonetization is more than just, oh, he can't make money, although that is a problem. Um, and, and it's also just the concept that you as an entire channel are not monetizable. Like what, yeah. I, what, what message is that to send? And as this is happening kind of today, there have been other smaller creators who have also been demonetized. People keep asking me, oh, have you been demonetized? Not yet, but you know. In practice though. Uh... In, yeah, in practice though, but like not our entire channel yet. Right. Um, Stop asking us so often on, I see all the tags. Yeah. It's like making me nervous. I keep checking. Um, yeah, yeah, don't, don't we, we, lead we, them to we, us. Yeah, you know? <laughs> we also have uh, Blaze TV, thank goodness. Yeah. But I care about the smaller creators. Uh, yeah, but again, it's not just about the money, right? Yeah, it, is, yeah. it is really about the worldview just being controlled, right? Yeah. Because if you, if you can't find any conservative content on YouTube, it's going to be a big problem for real world politics. I think, yeah, like elections. How, yeah. I, I have so many people who have messaged me over time saying like, yeah, your videos uh, were, you know, they kind of helped me see conservatism a bit more or they helped me become less liberal, right. brought me to this point of view. If, if all of the people who are responsible for kind of red pilling, uh, you know, younger people are, are hidden, are cauterized from the rest of the online world, what's going to happen to our movement? Yeah, this is, everyone should care about this. Like, if you're a conservative, 
You should care about this. They are targeting your worldview specifically. If you're an independent content creator, you should care about this. These people are targeting your ability to make a living off of this platform. There's this new Vox adpocalypse that, that apparently is gonna be happening now, all because of one person kicking, kicking up a stink because someone called him, quote, a lispy queer, that's not okay. If you enjoy watching independent content creators, you know, even if you're not one, if you just like their content, you should care about this. Like making videos isn't easy. It, it requires a time sacrifice, you know, for a lot of people, if you're not able to recoup some of the, 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 I guess, like opportunity costs of working another job with things like monetization, frankly, it's just not worth it to make videos anymore. So you should care about this. If you support the idea that slimy authoritarian busybodies shouldn't be able to control what you do or do not see, you should care about this. Like I, this affects literally everybody. And it's really shocking to me to see some smaller content creators on the left trying to excuse this behavior, because if you think this isn't going to bite you in the butt, you're very much mistaken. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah. Um, so it's just, it's a very, very disappointing situation all around. I mean, if you want to stay updated with what's happening, of course, subscribe to Steven's channel. That's Louder with Crowder here on YouTube. You know, uh, follow him on Twitter. I think it's at S Crowder to kind of stay up to date with this. And, you know, seriously, a lot of people, anytime this happens, there's this big tech act of censorship. I have people saying, what can we do to help? Support us, you yeah. know, blazetv.com slash ladder with Crowder. Yeah, you'll never miss it. any of our content, even if people do get banned from, from YouTube. Yeah, exactly. And, and you'll support us actively and continuing to produce content. Yeah, very much so. And I think it like it sends a message to YouTube too. Like instead of YouTube premium, hey, get a Blaze TV subscription. Right. You know, you, you don't have to fund a, a lot of the times these companies who frankly hate your worldview. Mm -hmm. Um that brings us to our next story, which is also about YouTube. Um, this time it's it's more about soft censorship, kind of like the insidious behind the scenes way. The shadow banning. The shadow banning equivalent of YouTube. Okay, so a yeah. little bit of story time. Uh, since January, really, kind of starting maybe like late January or early February, we started to notice that our, our views were were not as strong as they used to be. Like they were like a little, little questionable. And the thing is like, I've been on YouTube for like three years now. So I know that views fluctuate. Um, you know, sometimes I would have good months. Sometimes I would have bad months. Sometimes videos do well, sometimes they don't. Usually it's nothing to be super concerned about. Um, but this time it was different um, because it wasn't just an off video. It wasn't just an off month. It was like, it, it kept going like the, the videos would get good ratings, you know, thumbs up, positive comments, lots of engagement, lots of engagement for the views. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, we were trying to do SEO as best we could, but it's, it, it didn't matter. The, the, the views weren't there. The channel growth wasn't there. And I was, I was really confused for a bit. Um, what made me suspicious at first was, you know, this kind of drop down in views also happened to coincide with an announcement that YouTube made that they would be limiting the spread of borderline content that is content that doesn't break the terms of service um but maybe comes really close to it right, right. right up to the line um and there was one study that i saw maybe in february and i think we did mention it in a video at the time um that claimed that people mentioned in the alternative influence network that was like rebecca lewis's like whole crazy thing oh, linking man. people like ben shapiro to richard spencer's um yeah it claimed that people mentioned in that report had been throttled from recommends and so at this, I was ready to sound the alarms because it kind of fit what was happening to us and what YouTube had announced. But, you know, at the time, Tim Poole um, was questioning that guy's methods, the person who wrote the study. And I, I tried to contact him, but I couldn't verify his methods or data either. So I, I kind of dropped it. Here we are now, though, uh, like, like four months later, mm -hmm. um, months have gone by and we've had time to to really dive deep into our own data. Right. Right. Because for all of its faults, uh, YouTube does do a pretty good job letting creators know how their channel is doing by metrics, like yep. how many views they're getting, where the views are coming from, uh, how many people find them from search results, how many people find them from recommends, even what like plat uh, outside platforms their videos are being shared on. We can, yeah. we can see all of that. I mean, it's Google, so they, they have top tier analytics, literally. Yeah. It's, and, it's and terrific. Not only that, but when we started noticing issues with our channel, we also paid extras for something called vidIQ, yeah. which gave us even more analytics and more data. So right. like, 
we've, we've been really sifting through literally months and months of this stuff. Uh, as well as we've increased how much content that we produce, right? We, we used to have one episode a week when we had, yeah. were doing the uncensored show. But now we're doing three episodes a week. YouTube technically is supposed to be favoring when you do yeah, regular yeah. uploads. The YouTube algorithm is supposed to favor channels that right. post more frequently. That's what we've Everyone always been that. told. Yeah. And and we've upped the length of our videos too so that YouTube likes it more. In, so we can part. get that second mid-roll ad in if you right. know if that's make what makes them happy. And, and but but we didn't see even a positive increase in views. It's been we've, negative, we've, we've and like not only view. that, but we were growing on other platforms. Yes, yeah. Like our our stuff on other platforms was doing Quite just well. fine. We were growing. We also had like outside pu publicity with the Ruben Report and Ben Shapiro show. Yeah, which was which great. should have been like a, a huge boost. Um, it was great news for the podcast, by the way. And you could find that podcast on anywhere you could find podcasts. Google Play, iTunes, Spotify. Pseudo intellectual with Lauren Chen. Yeah, I, I mean, I think I don't think I said the name of the show in this show actually. No, well, it's in the so. intro anyway. Yeah. Um, but you know what? We've suspected this for a while, but I think we're we're comfortable enough to say this. Um, YouTube is shadow banning our content. That they just are, and this is not a conspiracy theory. This is what they admit they are trying to do. We have we have a graphic for this. Um, they released this blog post actually earlier today, maybe uh, in in connection with the whole. Uh, Crowder thing, I'm not sure, but it's nothing different than what they've said before. Mm -hmm. This this post was called Our Ongoing Work to Tackle Hate. And the, the subsection was in regard to borderline content. Again, there's that word, borderline content. They said, quote, in addition to removing videos that violate our policies, we also want to reduce the spread of content that comes right up to the line. In January, we piloted an update of our systems in the US to limit recommendations of borderline content and harmful misinformation, such as videos promoting a phony miracle cure for a serious illness or claiming that the earth is flat. Okay, you are you are sadly mistaken if you think that they're just going to stop there with those specific examples yeah. with this policy, but we continue. We're looking to bring this updated system to more countries by the end of 2019. Thanks to this change, the number of views this type of content gets from recommendations has dropped by over 50% in the U.S., our systems are also getting smarter about what types of videos should get this treatment and we'll be able to apply it to even more borderline videos moving forward. As we do this, we'll also start raising up more authoritative content and recommendations, building on the changes we made to news last year. For example, if a user is watching a video that comes close to violating our policies, our systems may include more videos from authoritative sources like top news channels in the watch next panels. Okay, so not only are they saying like, yeah, we absolutely like we're trying to shadow ban and stop the spread of harmful content. That doesn't violate any of our rules. That doesn't violate anywhere. Yeah, so like that's so maddening. Like you're, you're, you're saying it doesn't violate anything, but it's still harmful. Thank you, anti-vax movement for this, by the way. You know what? If if that even, I don't. Yeah, think they, no, I, I mean it's an excuse. It might have yeah, been an excuse, I, a catalyst. But. I totally think it's an excuse. Right. Um. Yeah. So not only are they kind of shadow banning content, but now if you're watching something that is borderline, what's going to happen is they're going to suggest something with the correct opinion in the watch next. Right. So what I took that to mean is like if you're watching Ben Shapiro, maybe if you're watching us, maybe if you're watching Crowder in that watch next panel, they're mm. going to have some nice CNN video. Yep. To show you what For the sure. correct give CNN more views too, supporting yeah. these businesses directly. Of course. Um, um, so you know, in regard to being shadow banned with recommends and searches, mm -hmm. some people have said you aren't entitled to YouTube promoting your content. It's one thing to say, "Hey, don't ban these people." It's another thing to say you have to offer their content up right. in recommends. Um, so first off, I want to say, of course, being banned is worse than just yes. not being recommended. I acknowledge that totally, totally, totally. Um, however, here we have YouTube coming out and acknowledging that they actually do use ideology and subjective opinions as a means of filtering what they want people to watch. That's that's content curation. Period. Full stop. End of story. Absolutely. That's curation. Um, if there are two videos, mine and The Young Turks, about the same topic, and neither of us break the terms of service, YouTube is gonna be boosting the Young, the young Turks video. Yeah. Why? Because they agree with them, okay? They are designating certain published or certain content creators as authoritative voices. You're, you're curating feeds yeah. for your users. And it started with the trending tab, right? Yeah. That's yeah. where it all began, really, where you see videos in there that have no business being in there. And then the videos that do deserve to be in trending because they're actually getting the most views per hour. Aren't there. Are not there because it's PewDiePie. Oh, he's 
Yeah. His, his opinion isn't acceptable, you know? So. No, for sure. And you know what? YouTube can do this. They can do whatever they want in regard to like, yeah, let's, uh, you know, let's de-boost uh, Crowder's channel and let's try to push, I don't know, MSNBC. I get MSNBC notifications. I'm not even subscribed to them, let alone signed up for notifications. You know what? But that's fine. You can do that. But if you do that, you are behaving like a publisher, not a platform, and you should be treated like a publisher. So people have asked me, what's the difference? Well, like, why, why do some people in regard to social media censorship bring up the whole platform versus publisher debate? Well, the thing is, if someone op uploads a copyright violation to a platform, then like the, the violation is the responsibility of the party who uploaded it, right? And that's kind of how YouTube works right now. Mm -hmm. If YouTube were to be a publisher, however, and someone were to upload a copyright violation, like, a, I don't know, a, a pirated DVD or whatever, it would be YouTube that's liable, okay? If someone uh, were to upload something slanderous about somebody um, and, and it's just a platform, again, it's them as a person who bears that liability. If it's YouTube that's a publisher, however, then YouTube is responsible. Um, if we're looking at countries that have like speech codes, hate speech laws, if an individual uploads something that's hate speech to a platform, it's them who's gonna get in trouble for it. If it's a publisher, it's the publisher who gets in trouble for it. So there is a very important legal definition. The problem is that YouTube has been behaving like a publisher. It's they, been, they curate your content. Yeah, right, they've been why. curating content, um, but they've been kind of pushing off any liability of what people upload by saying, no, 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 a platform. You guys yeah. talk about, we're just a platform. Um, so obviously YouTube does not want to be treated like a publisher, but like if they keep doing this kind of thing, they're going to be a publisher. And I, I personally would like to see them really pushed legally um, into having to choose. I would like to see, I'm, I'm not even going to like, I would like to see some suits being brought against YouTube. I think it's time for that now. Um, and you know, if they are put in that legal position where they say, oh crap, you're right. We can't keep behaving like we do. If we want to avoid the legal consequences of being a publisher, then I think it would force them to ease up on it because yeah. there are actually objective ways of handling things like trending or recommends based on just like pure analytics, i.e. how YouTube used to operate a few years ago. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It doesn't need to be this whole subjective. Oh no, I don't know. We have to determine who is uh, authoritative and who is not harmful. Like, no, actually you don't it need to do that. It wasn't every late night show in the trending tab a few years ago. But yeah. now, now essentially they have business deals with these companies, right? Where these yeah. companies pay for access to the trending tab. Yeah, so they push content like from, I don't know, Stephen Colbert's Late Always, Show. Always, yeah. Um, even though- Jimmy Kimmel all the time. Yeah. Even though if you You'll probably find at, one right now in the trending tab, I bet you. Yeah, I bet. They're, they're yeah. always there. They're, yeah. they're just staples. Um, yeah, so I think you're absolutely right. They have these business deals because YouTube is not profitable actually. So I think like these, I don't know, these network shows, they try to get their content boosted on YouTube Hope, hope, hoping that maybe more people will be inclined to check out their full show. But yeah, I mean, this is real. This is happening. Um, you know, don't just take our word for it. Uh, Styx has made a YouTube video on his channel talking about specifically this problem. Dave Cullen has made a video on his channels talking about specifically this problem. I've also spoken to other creators privately who I'm not going to name in case they don't want to like be brought into this problem, but- And we have metrics to back this up too. We won't be sharing them because it's, but it, we yeah. do have actual, a lot of metrics to back this up. Yeah, no, I've been like, we frankly, I've just been completely like harassing the people at Blaze saying like, guys, look at this, look at all these numbers, this is happening. It's it's not a it's not a question of if right now. It is, it is happening. YouTube is saying it, that it's happening. Um, if you're upset about this, which you should be, my advice to you is, I mean, if there's a video that you like that you enjoy by creator that you think really isn't going to be recommended, but you want that message to get it out to get out there, um, share it on places like Reddit. Yes. Yeah. Right. Uh, other other platforms. Other platforms uh, Twitter, if you're not shadow banned on there as well, because if you're just relying on, you know, YouTube to serve it up to people, it's yeah. not going to happen. Which is yeah. I mean, if if we're complacent, I'm sure that YouTube will fix itself by the next election, right? Oh yeah, yeah. I'm sure. I'm sure that they aren't starting this now, so that when twenty like 20 comes along, then everything's already in place. I'm sure, I'm sure not. Um, okay, so the next thing we're gonna move on to is a little bit more of a happy, not really happy, lighthearted. There we go. That's uh, better because it's, yeah. it is very concerning. Sure. Um, a, a more lighthearted issue. And uh, ooh, actually, hang on, I need to get up that. 
Um, okay, so the issue of friend zoning. Uh, if people don't know what it is, it's not a concept that's exclusive to men, but it usually does apply. It, yeah, it usually to applies to men who have been scorned. Yeah, um, so it's when you're attracted to someone who just sees you as a friend. So it's like unrequited yeah. love. You're yeah. being friend zoned. Which doesn't it happens. Right? Yeah, it happens. Yeah. I've been I've been friend zoned once one particular time in university. Doesn't feel good, but it happens. Um there was actually a tweet that was getting a lot of attention. Oh gosh, it made me feel awful. Okay. So uh it was this post that was shared. Uh the caption was a dad isn't the one who created the child, a dad is the one who takes that responsibility. He goes out of his way even when that kid isn't his. Sloan, you are my best friend and such an amazing dad to Hosanna. The most amazing thing is she chose you. I hope one day you can find a woman who will treat mm -hmm. you as well as you treat her. Crazy to co-parent with someone who's not my partner or her father, but here you are, our rock that holds our family together. Go best friend, that's my best friend. Um, and then you have some pictures of this woman and this man and this little girl. So I think we can, yeah, so he's just like her best friend who is just helping her raise another man's child. Right. Um, that's like and, optimist and friend zone. Now, I guess we are jumping to the conclusion that he was friend zoned and that he's not just someone who's just super altruistic beyond. Yeah, that's like, I, like, I, that's what I hope is the case. I would love for that to be the case, you know, because I, I don't yeah. want to, I don't also want to shame like step parents that do a good job, mm -hmm. you know, like that's important. But then uh, that's but, different because like if you're a step parent, you're yeah, in a relationship. Yeah, actually that's, that's true. But I mean, I don't want to, you know, if you're taking care of orphans or something yeah, like yeah. that, you no, know, it's, a good, it's, it's thing. good to help raise our people's kids everyone yeah. but at the same time and part of me is like we still need less step parents by the way because yeah because then it means it's a mix yeah, yeah. but um yeah this is the, next level the though. issue i have is that yeah like i said i hope he is just a really good guy um not that he is you know secretly in love with the mother oh. so much so that he's helping her raise another man's child um because like i know some men get or complain about getting friend zoned and like, I just want to make like, you don't have the right to be in a relationship with someone or to have someone find you attractive. However, the problem I have with sort of friend zoning, which isn't necessarily inherent to being friend zoned, is that I find quite a few women actually take advantage of men who have romantic feelings toward them that they don't return. Yeah. So that to me would be like the the nasty aspect of friend zoning. I've seen reactions from women online and I don't remember the sources, but they would essentially be lamenting that some guy that they'd friend zone had moved on and found like another crush. Yeah. Be because like, oh, then he I didn't want him, but I didn't want anybody else to have him. Either. Yeah. Or that then like if, if a guy is interested in you romantically, spoiler alert, he's going to be more attentive. He's going to probably yep. give you more favors or whatever that than he usually would, especially to his guy friends. And I think, you don't have to return romantic feelings as a woman, but I think if you know that someone is interested in you and you don't feel the same way to kind of continue to exploit those romantic yeah. feelings, that's a really bad thing to do. Yeah. That's a, that's a crappy thing to do. 100%. Yeah. But for me, if you are friend zoned, like the minute you're friend zoned and you continue to behave in that way, first of all, you kill any small chance that might have remained that she'd actually be interested in you mm -hmm. because you've shown yourself to be like, uh, was, you know, in um, Rick and Morty, Jerry, when he's a worm. Oh, yeah. That's what you become almost. <laughs> so you become worm Jerry in some sense. So to a me, beta orbiter. A, a beta orbiter. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So you you just become something else. And I know it's probably really heartbreaking. It really is. Yeah, unrequited love yeah, is not fun. It is, but but another, but you do reap what you sow, sort of. In this yeah. case, you reap what someone else sowed. But, oh, I mean, you know what I mean. It's just you have the ability to move on. You owe it to yourself to move on. And yeah. if you don't, you are failing yourself. Again, I don't... If this guy is just being truly altruistic and he's seeing that this little girl needs help being raised, yeah, great. More That's power to him. Maybe, maybe the mother is a complete degenerate for all we know and she doesn't take care of the child and she goes around partying. And yeah. That's totally possible that this guy is just a saint, I guess. But... Maybe not. Maybe too. not. Yeah. So I mean, those photos look a little bit suspect. Yeah. Yeah. It is just it, it. If you are a guy or a girl in that position, and you're friends with someone who you're interested in, and they're not interested in you, like, you know, you can still be friends with them if you feel like you can take that, but don't try to like be super nice to them in the hopes that one day you might be so nice, so attentive, so caring to them 
that they may finally be like, oh, you know what? I'm going to date you because that all I mean, I'm not going to say never because then I'm sure yeah. I'm going to get this comment. Oh, no, that happened to me like 99 percent of the time. That's not going to happen. They don't need to date you to get the benefits of dating you either. But yeah, the so, exactly. Push. And I mean, like on, on the other side of that, I have heard women complaining about being girlfriend zone. There was actually a post on Reddit the other day that I was reading about this where a woman was saying that she found it hurtful where, um, you know, she would have this rapport going on with a guy and she would think that they're friends. And then um, when she would like just outright tell mm. them that they weren't interested, she wasn't interested in them. Um, they would break out the friendship and then they would feel hurt inside. That does kind of suck too. That would know? also suck. But I, but that's why I feel like um, it's important in relationships, like whether it's friendship, romantic, whatever, to have cl clearly defined goals like, goals and roles. Y yeah. You know what I mean? Like if, if you are friends, then have it like kind of kill any possibility of romantic stuff earlier, early on. It, it's one thing if people's kind of feelings may change over time. Um, but like, don't keep things in a limbo for a really long time because yeah. then you're both going to get hurt. I agree with that. And I don't even necessarily have a problem with the guy breaking off the friendship necessarily. If, if, if he was playing a long game and then it didn't work out for him or whatever, and then he just needs to move on. It sucks, but it's like a reality of life in some sense. Mm -hmm. But it, if you can still be a friend while moving on, then that's what you should do, of course. Yeah, you but know, I mean, like, not everybody I, can do yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. Not everybody so. can do that. And like, this isn't really related, but it's kind of the question of can exes still be friends? That's a big question, and that's yeah, a, that's, that's like a whole, a whole, other, topic. whole other thing. But, um, but I don't know. Press F for specs for a friend zone dad. Oof. Uh, you are in our thoughts and prayers. All right. Um, next topic is the HBO miniseries Chernobyl. Um, so Game of Thrones ended a few weeks ago now. Two, three. Yeah, thank Something goodness. Like that. Um, thank so goodness for that. <laughs> yes, we're all we're all still a little bit bitter over here uh, about that that final season really i was bitter before it started to be honest yeah that was hard, but i guess that's not uncharacteristic yeah <laughs> he's not the easiest person to please with media but you did like chernobyl i did like chernobyl very good yeah but uh, but it's also like i think it was at least a few episodes ago that the highest rated show on imdb ever yeah right so, so. like everyone is saying positive things about yeah. this show um i i kind of feel like it was HBO's like little offering to us like okay now that Game of Thrones is over please don't cancel your subscription like we have <laughs> other stuff um so here's a trailer for people who maybe aren't familiar with it HBO please don't copyright strike this we are promoting your show this is what has always set our people apart a thousand years of sacrifice in our veins and every generation must know its own suffering Making my peace with it. Now you make yours. To hell with our lives. Someone has to start telling the truth. When this is over, will they be looked after? It must be done. If you don't, Please, if you tell me that's not enough, I won't believe you. So we're going to go into, in a little bit, the political discussion that's kind of surrounding the show. But first mm -hmm. off, I do want to say that I, I enjoyed the show. Yep. Jared Harris was great. Was he's, he's the main actor, by the way, that had glasses. and. Uh... Yeah, he plays a... Legasov. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the main, the lead right. scientist in, in the whole thing. So it's a docudrama miniseries, right? So yeah. it's, it's a dramatized documentary of what happened. It's fairly accurate from what I've seen. Um, there there are where, some, like there's one character in particular who's like a, sort of a, an amalgamation of yeah. different people who were involved. Mm -hmm. um, but overall, I think it is fairly accurate. And I'm, I'm someone who I don't enjoy being sad. And I know that that sounds kind of like who needs to say that no one does, but I don't like watching things that make me sad. Like I don't wa like watching things like the notebook, not because I like, <laughs> no, it's, it was good, but Thank still, goodness like, for that. Actually, <laughs> I don't like feeling sad. I'm not, I'm not right. a fan of dramas 
typically because I don't like feeling sad. Um, I only watched this because mainly you were interested in watching this. That being said, though, it's good. It's not something I would watch again because it's emotionally draining. Great score as yeah, well. Yeah, has like, a well-written, well-acted. Yep. Um, it is somber, though. You're watching... Dreary, gray, Russian. It, you feel yeah, it. Yeah, you're watching it's... Slavs die of radiation poisoning. The dog episode, too. Oh. I know Lauren liked that one. I couldn't watch. It was... Yeah, so there there were some really heart-wrenching moments in it. I didn't know a lot about Chernobyl before this. I mean, I obviously knew, but like, it was this whole nuclear accident that happened mm-hmm. in the Soviet Union, but I, I didn't know much about what caused it, what the casualties were. It's not a big deal, though. Only 31 people died. Oh, yeah. That, those are the official Soviet numbers that... Uh, apparently are not that accurate surprise surprise uh, we can't really tell but the, the show claimed at the end that between four thousand and i think ninety six thousand yeah, people died because so, even if you didn't die originally the whole radiation exposure can still make right. you more likely to get cancer and then it's, it's kind of hard to give an exact number of how many people were, died because of exposure to that but it's a was not a good time for the people no of the soviet union um so yeah, I, I really like this uh, the series. If you haven't seen it yet and you're interested in like history drama, I encourage you to watch it. It is it is good. There's five episodes. The series finale. There's just a mini series. Um, actually aired this past Monday. Um, I love how nationalism is portrayed in it. So what's interesting is that like this huge disaster happens, and then throughout it, the the people who are in charge. Like the, the Soviet Union wasn't too big on truth telling to their, their people. Um, so a lot of the time they tried to lie to people in, in an effort to get them to help out with like with the cleaning, for example. They said like, no, no, you're going to be fine, but we just need you to do this. But the thing is, people aren't stupid. Um, they would find out that, yeah, this is dangerous. They could die. They would help anyway. Yeah, they were terrific. There was the scenes with, with miners and just certain people that basically they were like, all right, you got to do this now. And they, they basically just said, okay. Yeah, you I mean, know, I, one very were, emotional scene, in my opinion, was um, at one point they need three volunteers who they just say, like, yeah, you're going to die to go and, you know, drain some water to prevent an even bigger catas- catastrophe from happening. And people just, vol- like, they volunteer. And, yeah, yeah. you know, that that's the thing with, you know, that, that element, element of nationalism. Obviously, there are still people today, like, for example... Uh, servicemen and women who do kind of take that responsibility and that risk upon themselves uh, to potentially lose their life for the good of their country and their fellow citizens. But I think overall now, like we don't, in places like America and Canada, we don't feel that same sense of duty or loyalty or obligation to each other. Yeah. And to me, like it's like the most beautiful thing a person can do is do something they don't want to do for the people that they love, Mm -hmm. you know? Well, that's, and that's biblical and yeah exactly so you you know whether it's the man toiling in the fields to feed his family or the woman do, like going through jumping through hoops to take care of, to raise her children mm-hmm. at huge cost to herself or it goes to the extreme and you have these russian miners who are like you need to save millions of lives by digging holes yeah. in this Next radiation to zone a, an exploded reactor right it's it, that that gets you i mean i For will sure. say that of course, you don't want it to be under the coercion of like government. You want it to be first fully self-motivated because of you love, want to do not, it out of love. Yeah. Um, and, and in some cases, the Soviet Union kind of forced people to do that here. But yeah. Um, as a whole, it was. Yeah. Overall, like they, they, I think, portrayed the individuals in the Soviet Union in a very positive light. Yeah. The government, not so much. And that's kind of like the negative aspect of nationalism. Um, when people willingly lie for their country and hide truths in order to kind of save face for their country or for the party money or for or... the leader or exactly. And then that's kind of, I guess, the the other side of the coin where because then that actually kills your fellow citizens, right? Yeah. It can it can lead to more problems. And I think the the show did a good job of portraying those themes. Yeah, the 20th century for me was, of, of Russia was just so bittersweet because of the stuff, right? Yeah. Yeah. So it's, I mean, a lot of feelings toward that. And so when I kind of first started watching this series and I I tweeted something similar to this, my whole thing, and I, I, not that I think it shouldn't be made, but that I was worried would be a potential consequence of its airing was that I was worried it would be kind of used as anti-nuclear propaganda because like you and I, like I'm very pro-nuclear from an environmental standpoint. Yeah, me too. You know, I mean, it's, 
it, it's it's kind of renewable. It, there are no emissions. If, if you're familiar with how uh, nuclear reactors work, it has risks, of course, and it should be respected. Yeah. And there was Chernobyl, and there was also I think it's called Fukushima, right? Yeah, in Japan. yeah, Fukushima, and there's there was one in the U.S. that wasn't at all like this, but it, it, there was a, a mishap at a, a nuclear mm. reactor as well. Um, you so, have to respect it. Yeah, you That's... you have to respect it. Safety protocols are so important. And by the way, like it, when you watch this, you kind of understand more. And I wasn't aware to, you know, exa the exact workings of this beforehand. Even as behind as the uh, the RBMK Soviet era reactors were. This was still the the cause of human error. Huge, human huge error. human error At when every it this, turn, right? You but know. you know, watching this, my concern was like, oh crap! People are going to see this and be terrified by the horrific consequences of nuclear radiation, which are horrific, by the way. Like yes. this, there are scenes that are so hard to watch. If you're squeamish, you may have to avert your eyes because it's, it's pretty gross. Um, yeah. So I was like, dang! Like, is this going to potentially? turn more people off of nuclear because already like unfortunately the environmental movement is quite anti-nuclear yes because they worry about things like this even though it's it it's not well, net I, i've seen many reports that say net that even factoring in these large-scale disasters that has that have happened as a result of nuclear power they're still probably the cleanest source of energy that we have yeah so and not to mention that this was, I think, 1986 that this occurred in. We've come a long way. And 1986 Soviet in the Soviet Union, right? Because right. even for the time, um, you know, the show gets into this, but there are safety protocols that they could and should have taken that other countries were at the time, but that they just didn't. So, mm -hmm. you know, anyway, uh, what's actually happening with this show, it's not really being used as anti-nuclear propaganda. So for, from what I've seen too much, um, it is, however, being used as anti-Trump propaganda. Which was hilarious to me because one thing that I really loved about the show, and it's the main turnoff for all media for me, is that there's always some kind of nice political message undertoning everything. Yeah, which is why you don't come to see movies with me. I, sorry. Because he says I can't. I can't support propaganda. it. I can't support That's it. It's fine. You know, I can't. Um, nor can I tolerate it. Actually, it just yeah. drives my brain nuts. But. This was actually very apolitical, unless you're someone that's like defending the USSR, right? Yeah, which but there aren't too many of those nowadays. It was, uh, to me, and I'm very skeptical. I'm very, very quick to say, hey, that's a political thing. And Lauren would be like, what are you talking about? But no, this was completely apolitical. Yeah, I, 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 I thought it was. And it's, it's hard to deal with politics like the USSR and come away with that. But I, I think they did a great yeah. job. However, um, I, pretty much as soon as it started airing, people started saying like, oh, this represents Trump and his lies. Uh, Stephen King, I think it was, tweeted out something similar. But we have this one article from The Intercept uh, called What the Horror of Chernobyl Reveals About the Deceit of the Trump Era. According to this author, the theme of lies, the destruction of truth by a regime devoted to self-preservation pervades Chernobyl in a way that is wildly relevant to America in the age of birtherism, Sarah Sanders, and, quote, very fine people who are neo-Nazis. Okay, we've debunked that quote, but just we're moving on. The corollary is unmistakable. At one point, an engineer who is partly culpable for the nuclear accident tells an investigator that her search for honesty and his desire to avoid a firing squad are futile. You think the right question will get you the truth, he says? There is no truth. Ask the bosses whatever you want. You will get the lie and I will get the bullet. That's America right now. Yeah, yeah it's totally the same. Chernobyl can be considered the best political film of our times because it illuminates a core problem of the Trump era, the nonstop jackhammer of falsehoods that are draw drowning out what's true. The risk is that Americans who are inundated with moral rubbish, rubbish from the White House and Fox News, but CNN, MSNBC, they're totally fine, um, may lose the will to care about the difference between right and wrong, echoing what happened in the Soviet Union when everyone... Sorry, when everything becomes gray and sluggish, there is no battle worth fighting. Um, so that's quite the take. I don't know how they got that from from that documentary. It's, yeah, it's, it's sev several leaps. Um, yes. Obviously, Trump derangement syndrome. Yeah, I mean, I think it's... Obviously. But, okay, you're not going to like hearing about this because you currently like this show. Um, but th these are on his social media, actually, sentiments that the director has echoed. Oh, yeah? No. Yeah, so... Okay. I guess you get into the, the the what is it the author versus uh, like authorial, authorial intent versus intent. death of the author. Yeah. Right. So. Um. So here's the thing, lying is bad, of course. Um. You know, Trump is like notorious for exaggerations, and he has said some stuff that isn't true. He should be called out upon that absolutely. But if you think that like what he says is in any way the same 
like what was happening in the Soviet Union. Oh my gosh. Like you need, you need a reality check. And that's the thing. Like if the Mueller investigation has proved anything, it's that the Democrats are, are, are saying a lot of questionable things that are proven to be verifiably untrue. And I think it like this guy, this author, he's looking through a very specific lens in which propaganda is everywhere coming from the White House and, you know, Fox News, uh, no mention of like literally any other mainstream media outlet. It's just, yeah. Um, so that's disappointing. Uh, Trump, no way near the Soviet Union. And actually, I mean, like hearing those scientists like deny absolute truths because it's like not the party line or whatever. It actually reminded me of people doing things like denying gender yeah. and denying biology. Like that's what it reminded me of because like these were scientists who are told they can't speak the truth because it goes against the narrative. Personally, I I had other things that I was thinking about. With that being said though, uh, you know, if you haven't seen it, check it out. If you have, uh, we'd love to know what you guys think about it. Maybe let us know on social media or in the comments if you're watching on YouTube. Um, but I think that's, that's about it for this show. Thank you guys so much for watching. And if you are watching live, then be sure to stay on the stream because we're going to be back in just a few seconds with some exclusive Q and A, but that's it for now. And we'll see you next time.